Come adore on bended knee Christ the Lord, the newborn King. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. On this night, even on this holy night, we find ourselves plunged into a world, a, a time when national and global events overwhelm us, dominate the news, causing us perhaps to wonder if our lives, our little lives, our worries, if our loves and our concerns matter. Given all that is happening, terrible, unending war in Syria, terrorist attacks around the globe, political unrest and worry here at home, it's easy to feel, well, small. It's easy to feel that one's life, my life, doesn't make much of a difference. Now, of course, there's nothing new about that. It's easy to feel that my little life, my voice, my concerns are unimportant against the backdrop of war and politics, national and international decisions. It's always been easy to feel that way. I suppose people throughout history felt that way, felt that way during the Crusades or the Reformation, during our own revolutionary or civil wars. They certainly felt it just a little over a hundred years ago when Europe was being unsettled by swift changes, a rise in nationalism, shifting alliances among countries, an arms race. And then all exploded when the Archduke of Austria and his wife were assassinated by a Serbian nationalist. Suddenly, war swept across Europe, plunging average people, people like you and like me, into events over which they had little control. Nations became so entrenched in their positions that there was little hope for peace. So many people had their lives uprooted, upended by the decisions of those in power. They were moved around the global chessboard like so many pawns. And even when Pope Benedict pleaded with the warring states on December 7, 1914 to observe a Christmas truce, asking that the guns may fall silent at least upon the night the angels sang, the nations refused and war ground on. The powers that be didn't seem to care that this meant thousands were uprooted, terrified, Thousands consigned to fighting and dying in trenches. The powers that be didn't seem to care, and it must have felt that way even longer ago, over 2,000 years ago, when the lives of two small average people were upended by the Roman Empire when the Emperor Augustus declared that all the world should be registered. During this first registration, during the reign of Governor Quirinius in Syria, citizens were sent scurrying all over back to their hometowns to be counted as part of the census to prepare for a tax 
to help pay the outrageous expenses of Roman military expansion and occupation. The Emperor Augustus, Governor Quirinius, they didn't care that this decree meant thousands would be uprooted, crisscrossing the countryside, didn't care that Mary was heavily pregnant, didn't care that Joseph was still absorbing the news that his betrothed was carrying not his child, but the Messiah. The powers that be didn't care that going home for Joseph and Mary meant arriving in Bethlehem where Joseph's family wasn't exactly thrilled to find him with a pregnant fiance, would have had no room for him. The powers that be, focused on the needs of the state, weren't worried about some homeless shepherds tending their sheep, about a young couple, cold, afraid, worried about their expected child. It is easy to feel small, powerless, in the face of such large national, even global events, easy to wonder if our lives make a difference, if they matter. And yet, we have reason to hope. For all those years ago in 1914, even when the pleas of a pope failed to move the hearts of statesmen and generals, the hearts of some of the soldiers were turned to one another as they decided to hold their own Christmas truce. On Christmas Eve 1914, someone in one of the trenches began singing a Christmas carol. And then his countrymen joined in. After a while, the other side began singing carols too. The Germans sang Silent Night, Stille Nacht. The British sang the First Noel. Slowly then, some of the soldiers took the risk of climbing out of their trenches and crossing into what was called no man's land between them. And they began wishing one another Merry Christmas in one another's languages. They exchanged small gifts and kicked around a soccer ball, choosing to care for one another, to recognize their infinite value, each of their worthiness, even if that person was on the other side of a war that they didn't probably personally care that much about. It was a short-lived truce, and it didn't happen everywhere on the front, but it reminds us of the hope that this season inspires in us, that ordinary people can be extraordinary, that the irrationality of love means everything. And certainly, we learn these lessons from those small people set against the backdrop of the forces of empire all those years ago, from Mary and Joseph who shunned by family, locked out in the cold at the mercy of their government, are suddenly wonderfully protected in a cocoon of joy as they gaze upon their newborn son. 
We learn the lessons of love from the shepherds, unknown to anyone in power, who are visited by an angel announcing good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. As the world swirls about us and as nations threaten to clash and events larger than us threaten to overwhelm us, we, we who gather at Christmas, We who gather to remember that a small child was born amidst all the turmoil of state decisions, we know that it is here. It is right here, here in our ordinary lives. Our lives lived in muddy trenches our lives working in jobs that no president or particularly important person will visit, our ordinary lives lived in homes that are dots on the map here in a small city. We know that here is where the miraculous occurs. For on this night, on this night, More than 2,000 years ago, our Lord did not choose to be born in a palace. Our Lord did not choose to be born rich or powerful. Rather, God chose to join us in a most unexpected way, quietly, in a small, unimportant town, to two average people like you, like me. And because of that, because God chose to join us in that way, we know that there is more to our lives, that we are infinitely more valuable than what the world, the media, the powers that be tell us. For God, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, God decided that in order to know and to love us, he had to become one of us. And knowing that, knowing that means that we can have hope even in the darkest times that we know that our average lives and worries, our loves and our concerns, they do matter to God. We can know that our lives, though small, are never insignificant, for God has joined us in them. And then knowing all of that, we can shake the hands we can even love those who we are told are our enemies because they are infinitely precious too beloved i bring you good news of great joy on this day 
we remember that to us was born a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord, the one who loves each and every one of you, each and every one of us so much that he had to join us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.